0: This episode is sponsored by the Center for Barefoot Massage. The Center for Barefoot Massage offers Ashiatsu continuing education classes across the country. They focus on a unique blend of anatomy-driven, game-changing, career-saving Fashi Ashi courses that will totally empower you to provide massage techniques with your feet. With this alternative to wearing out your fingers, wrists, and shoulders, they'll work to invigorate your career and enhance your quality of life. And it all starts from your foundation – your feet. Visit massagebusinessblueprint.com slash barefoot to visit more and sign up to win a free day of training. That's massagebusinessblueprint.com slash barefoot.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Massage Business Blueprint Podcast, where we discuss the business side of massage therapy. I'm Michael Reynolds.
0: And I'm Alyssa Hayes. I apparently
1: surprised Alyssa. A <laughs> we're did your host today.
0: <laughs> did not know we were recording yet.
1: <laughs> this is uh, the, the second uh, episode in our NPR series, I'm calling, because Alyssa is in town in Indianapolis, in my town, uh, sitting at the same table with me in my podcast studio at my office, where we do other podcasting for other stuff. Uh, we have some fancy equipment here. We have good mics, good headphones, A mixer a condenser all kinds of crazy stuff i can't even pronounce um and so if you like the way it sounds as i mentioned last time uh don't get used to it it's a limited time only uh we'll go back to our uh, remote recording here next episode uh but for now hey you've got some uh, a little bit different sound today hope you like it so uh we have got a fun topic for today even more fun than last time I think. (laughs) and this is how to tactfully approach difficult people in your massage business so wow i mean uh yeah. Wow. This well, is <laughs> probably
0: and, and to, good for everybody to discuss. To really define that, we're talking about how to de- deal with difficult uh, people, like landlords, and they might not have to be difficult. Sometimes it's just weird and awkward to initiate conversations that you are concerned could be uh, could go difficult, like landlords, managers, uh, other maybe service providers, other. People in your business community to which something has needs to be addressed.
1: People you interface in businessy contexts.
0: Interface in businessy contexts. Like how I
1: dropped the jargon there.
0: That was boom. That was a bit much. You need to change the paradigm and think outside the box. I
1: really do. I'll um, circle back on that.
0: So let's have an example of a situation. Um, we have. Oh man, I had something at the top of my head, and then I got all distracted. <laughs> You're distracted
1: by the soothing sound of your own voice and this it's, great microphone, it's aren't you?
0: Very strange. <laughs> it's very. I feel like I'm in like a high tech karaoke don't worry setup. we'll go
1: back to our uh you know remote zoom setup yes. <laughs> next week
0: <laughs> i'm also like there's lots of chords and things and you have to stay right in front of the microphone people so i'm like yeah
1: trying to rain you're like in a box you can't really like you know gesture a lot and move around so it's and kind of cramping your style isn't it's it? It? a little
0: hard for me to not just manipulate yeah. and like hit the table and whatever so anyhow <laughs> let's say uh i know lots of us don't have really great climate control situations in our office maybe if we're in a shared office space or Now, if you're in like an old renovated building, the thermostats aren't necessarily where you want them to be. If you're just renting like a little room, one room somewhere with shared hallways and bathrooms, it can get really tricky. So how do you deal with uh, the office next door where some dude screams on his phone really loud at random times? How do you deal with when uh, someone keeps jacking the thermostat so it's 98 degrees in your room or uh, et cetera? So I say you deal with these things. Calmly and directly and knowing your crap, having details written down. So I actually had to deal with this um, in an office next door. There was a new guy at the office whose desk was like facing the common wall to my massage room and he would get on the phone at weird off hours. He was using the business phone for personal stuff um, in the evenings and he would yell. He would like call his brother or his family and he would yell. And it happened a couple of nights in a row um, and there was also some other people over in that office who were a little extra loud during the day. And some of it you just have to get used to because we live on a shared planet with other people around who are going to make noises regardless of our massage business. But sometimes you just got to handle this crap. So how do you deal with that? So I have had good success coming across as as if I am asking for help. And sometimes just informing people oh, hey, I've got a massage room on the other side of that wall, can be really helpful. Sometimes they just don't know, and that's all it takes, and someone will be mindful and in the, throughout the future. And other times people need a little more persistence. So uh, you have to decide who to approach. Is it kosher for you to approach that person directly, or do you need to talk to the manager of the office, or do you need to talk to your landlord? I say if it's possible, don't go right to the top unless you have to because then it sounds like you're telling on someone. So if you're comfortable and maybe write down a script or role play this a little bit, but if you're comfortable, then head right over there, figure out who you need to talk to and say, I'm so sorry to have to come to you with this. I don't know if you know, I've got a massage room on the other side of that wall. And sometimes it's getting a little loud It seems like someone might be shouting on their phone towards my wall. So can you help me come up with a solution to this? And be ready with some suggestions. So they might be super responsive and be oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry we didn't realize massage was over there. Or, oh, my goodness, why don't we turn that desk around? Why don't we move that cubicle a little bit so they're not shouting directly at a bare wall? Um, have suggestions like maybe we could just put some kind of y thing on the wall there to absorb sound. And I think if we're all aware that shouting's not a great idea, it's probably going to be fine moving forward. So know your know some solutions right off the bat. Now, if it continues happening, if they're not responsive, if they're very adversarial about the conversation, then you probably know right away you're going to need to go to the landlord And what I would say is even if the conversation goes really well, you would want to follow up with the landlord. And so you'd want to thank that person in the office next door. Thanks for talking to them. Even if they are difficult with you and say, well, we don't have any solutions. It's okay to say, all right, well, thanks for having the conversation with me. I'm going to think up some ideas and I'll talk to the landlord about it. I don't don't want you to have to bother with it, I guess. Um, And they go right to the landlord. And if it goes really well, just report back to the landlord. Say, hey, I talked to the neighbors today because I'm getting a lot of shouting through the wall. Um, I made a few suggestions. They were really receptive to it, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that I had that conversation. Or they were not at all receptive to it. I'm thinking this might be a continued problem, so I'm going to give you an update on how this goes in a couple of days. Either way, report back to the higher up so that they're aware and this doesn't blindside them if you have to come to them. Uh, more assertively. So if you have to go a level up and you have to talk to a landlord, then do that. So how do you approach this? The same exact way. So we've got a little bit of a problem and I'm hoping you can help me come up with a solution. And then you go from there. So if it keeps getting uh, adversarial, if the landlord's not willing to help you, then you might need to talk to legal intervention. You might have to have your lease reviewed because there's probably some kind of nuisance clause in there. There's probably something that would protect you from things and situations that stop you from being able to run your business. And I'm using noise as an example because that's really common. But there's also things like if you can't control the thermostat and the old lady in the room next door keeps turning off your air conditioning well, then the landlord's going to need to move the thermostat or give you a window unit or do something. And if they're not willing to do that and you can't effectively operate your business there, then then you need out. And that's you know, that's a last resort. That's probably unlikely that you'd need to do that. But keep that in mind. So Michael, who is our halftime sponsor today? And then I'm going to give you some time to talk.
1: Me? Me? Really? Yeah. I'm so excited. Our halftime sponsor today is Jojoba, and thank you again for letting me say Jojoba because I love every time saying Jojoba. (laughs) It's just fun to say, and it's fun to use. Actually, uh, I've been using my Jojoba more and more, but um, I'll let you talk about Jojoba because you're better at it.
0: All right, so I think what I want to talk about today because I have a little bottle of Jojoba that I'm carrying with me on my road trip throughout uh, the Northeast and Midwest for a week and a half, and what I'm loving about it is that it can be Uh, It's not heat sensitive. It can be in my hot car in the the Midwest sun. It's not going to oxidize. Even during a solar eclipse? Even during a solar eclipse. (laughs) It's not going to oxidize. It's not going to turn rancid. It's not going to take on any any strange spiritual qualities from the eclipse. It has an indefinite shelf life. Heat doesn't affect it. So if you're a massage therapist living in, Michael is losing it laughing right now.
1: (laughs) I just remember all the comments. We watched the eclipse uh, from the NASA channel. Um, and, uh, there all the comments of people saying, yeah, there are, there's more demonic activity during an eclipse and the, you know, opening new channels to new dimensions and stuff. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I'm cracking up. So. And I
0: totally read this thing from a, a yogi yesterday about how you need to stay inside and chant for the entire time of the eclipse to protect yourself from the bad energy. Um, but I hear jojoba
1: just... can help with that. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Coat your body. I don't think they're going to appreciate this halftime spot at all. So, anyway, um, Many therapists prefer jojoba uh, in place of triglyceride oils like almond, grapeseed, macadamia, and other fragile oils which will deteriorate in heat or shipping and or on your shelf if you take a long time to go through them. So that is what I wanted you to know about jojoba. It's going to last longer. It's going to stand up to heat. And it's also, it's just awesome. And you can totally use it on your body when you travel if you don't want to be bringing lots of other little body products. It really does everything. So, You can learn more about Jojoba and get yourself some at massagebusinessblueprint.com slash Jojoba, J-O-J-O-B-A, massagebusinessblueprint.com slash Jojoba. I think they have been our longest standing sponsor. I think so. Thank you, Jojoba, for creating a beautiful product, keeping my skin looking young and dewy, and also for keeping the lights on here at Massage Business Blueprint and for your continued sponsorship, which is going to buy me one of these fancy microphones. (laughs) So that's what I have to say about jojoba, and I really, uh, Michael's the real professional here. He's the diplomat. Oh, boy. He knows how to deal with people, so I'm going to sit back from this fancy mic, drink my water, and let Michael talk about dealing with difficult people and how best to approach these situations. Well, I might disappoint
1: you because I was going to say basically the same thing you said, (laughs) but uh, my my go-to phrase in those situations is typically very similar to what you said. It's usually, hey, can you help me out with something? Um, It's just kind of a way to make it very um, unthreatening. And I found that I'm not sure how much our listeners are into personality profiles, but if you're familiar with the DISC profile, uh, you know the the dominant personality, or the compliant personality, or the you know the outgoing extrovert, or the uh, the kind of people pleaser, all these different personality types. It also helps to kind of know your personality types that you're dealing with. And I have found this is not you know the uh, blanket statement necessarily, but I found that usually, if you're dealing with a difficult person, they are typically a high D, <laughs> or sometimes a high I, which is basically the the very outgoing personality type. Is the high I someone who maybe talks really loudly, talks a lot, might you know might uh, be in this example Alyssa shared before the halftime spot, you know, where someone's talking the phone really loudly, or a high D is someone who basically is very uh, direct, very assertive, uh, very dominant in their personality. And the high D type is sometimes difficult to deal with because they can get very defensive and say, oh, you you can't tell me what to do and and blah, blah. So the high D type, usually the help me out phrase really works well because uh, high Ds also like to solve problems. And if you go to someone and say, you know, hey, can you help me out with something? Got a problem. Uh, They kind of get into problem solving mode, just like Alyssa said, and that can usually diffuse the situation pretty quickly. Um, and a high I personality type, like a very outgoing kind of extroverted type, they're usually going to want to make people happy. And so that usually works well also. So, uh, I found that those types of personalities are the ones I run into most with conflict and also that kind of approach helps them the most. And you had a comment as well. Let's say you were mentioning, um, something here.
0: Oh, yep, I was making myself a note so I wouldn't forget. Oh,
1: for you, uh, oh, that's for, yes. me. Okay. Nope, gotcha. for me. Okay, sorry, gotcha. If you don't know we have a shared Google doc, we tie back and forth to each other. So <laughs> that's what I was like, what's this note for? Is it for me or for you? It's
0: for me. go, I'm go gonna, ahead. I'm gonna jump in with it. Um, and I forgot to mention too, you want to have really tangible records of the thing that is going wrong. you don't want to approach your landlord with they're always turning the thermostat up because that is childish and not at all helpful. so when when you the moment you start to notice a problem, I'd say create a Google Doc and make note of it. Monday, 8am, jackhammering in the office next door. Sounds like there are Muppets rehearsing. Or, you know, (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, But make note um, of when these things are happening. If the office next door is consistently taking your parking space, then you need to go out there, take a picture of it, make a note of the time and save that file. And... You want to save this only for if you really, really need it, because you don't want to come out firing and create enemies. This is not a first-line defense. This is something I have learned by many years of being a jerk. Um, You don't need to come out as an attorney right away. You need to but simply keep a record so that should it come to the point where you need to express something to the landlord or refer to a lease and a nuisance clause, you can say, listen, I do have a record of all the times. It is not just happening once in a while, as they are asserting, I have a record, I have pictures, here is a picture of the thermostat in my room at a certain time. Figure out the best way to document these things um, right from the beginning. You are protecting your future self and you are protecting your neighbor or the your, for lack of a better word, adversary's future self because you're not allowing yourself to uh, exaggerate the facts, which is a very human thing that we all tend to do. So keep a tangible record as close as you can to the beginning of any particular issue. I'm done with that.
1: All right. I was just pausing to make sure. Nope, I'm good. I think uh, we'll wrap it up there. That's good advice. All right. I agree completely. So uh, we will wrap it up there for today. So reminder, you can visit us online at massagebusinessblueprint.com. There's lots of free content there as well as our premium member community, which is growing every day, it seems like, which is awesome. And if you have a question or a topic or something you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, email it to us at podcast at massage and we'll bring it up in a future episode. So we appreciate everyone who's been telling your friends about us and leaving us reviews on iTunes. We appreciate that very much. And uh, thanks again for joining us today. We will see you next time.
0: Bye.